I think we're live, so we'll go ahead and call tonight's meeting to order. Um, are there any changes to the agenda? No. If not, I'd entertain a motion. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Move on to the Pledge of Allegiance. ESAC County empowers all students to become productive, responsible citizens of an ever-changing global society. Um, at this point, we'll take public input on non-agenda items. Your voice isn't coming through the microphones, and you can't be heard over the Zoom meetings at home unless you put the microphone six inches in front of your face. Okay. That's my only input. Is, is it better at this point? It is for you. Okay. Appreciate the suggestion. Thank you. Any other comments? Nobody else online? It, it's not really a suggestion. It's just a rule for recording. Okay. We will make sure that everybody's got their mics closer tonight if we can, please. That would be amazing. Because then we could all hear you at home over the Zoom. It's been garbage for months. <coughs> Months it's been garbage. You can't make out what Mark's ever saying. Ever. You can't make out what the principals are saying. The Zoom has been pointless. You probably have no listeners right now because they can't hear what you're saying. So just put the microphone six inches away from your mouth. God, being such little children about it, man. All right, we will go ahead and move on to John's secretary's report, please. The financial report's in your packet. Uh, I'd say everything, the only thing I'd comment on is the management fund, because it shows a, a decrease from prior years. But recall that we've made some changes. Um, we're paying natural gas out of there. So when we, get, when we get to the budget, we'll talk about that and make sure we address it appropriately. Okay. Okay. Are there any other questions for John? All right. Not. Um, I do believe we have a correspondence uh, field trip request tonight. Um, yes, the high school science teacher is just providing information. I believe they took this trip last year. The, no, they didn't. It was two years, two years ago. ago. Post-pandemic or pre-pandemic, yeah. But they're planning on, on February 8th. Uh, Cadab, what is it called? Cadab. It's called a cadaver. Cadaver lab. Yeah. yeah. So it's part of their science classes. So just wanted to give give you some information that they'll be doing that. Okay. Any questions or comments from the board on that? Or any concerns? This is approved already. Well, it, it's in state, so the board doesn't have to approve them. The only field trip request that you would have to approve is if it's out of state. Uh, Mr. Cruz, it, this it is, is at USD. It oh, is it is at USD. Yeah, I am sorry. South Dakota, so this would need approval by the yes. board. Okay. Yes, okay. Then we would need to approve that. When is it? February 8th, which is before our next meeting now. So I make a motion we approve it. <laughs> I don't have it as an action item, though. Yes. Um, That's what I was just going to ask. Pardon? I'll make a motion we move, amend the agenda. It is listed on the agenda, um, but it's not listed as an action right. item. 
can we amend the agenda so that way we don't have to meet up so they can still go? Well, I, the board is supposed to approve out-of-state, so I didn't look at it close enough. I didn't realize it was an out-of-state trip, otherwise I'd have made it just part of your consent agenda, but I didn't. I just gave you communications about it. Um, I don't know if you have to take specific action. If there was concern about somebody going, we can put it in the notes that they're going. If there was concern, somebody could raise the concern. And I can find out whether or not we have to actually have another meeting just to approve that. I guess informally, can I ask if anybody here has any concerns for the board? Maybe answer not. yes or no. 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 I know that's not a formal vote, but just to make sure we have any concerns voiced. Brent, were you? I didn't hear. Um, no, it's fine. Okay. And I don't have any issues, so. You can make note of that. Jeff, if they're not taking the school bus, does it matter? They're taking the school vans. Vans, right. I thought the, I thought the approval was just for. Lane, yeah. I'll have to check. I don't know on that for sure, John. <clears throat> well, if we have to have a special meeting to make this happen, that's fine with me. Something like that could even be done. As long as everybody can hear, it could be done by phone. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to have an in-person meeting or something like that. Okay. Any other communication items that you're aware of, Jeff? No. Okay. Then we'll go ahead and move on to the administrative reports. Becky included some information. I, I'd excuse the principal tonight because the last board meeting is right before the break and we've only had a few days of school year. Uh, but she did include some information in her report about some curriculum work and she can provide an update in February. And then um, Kevin, I don't know if he had an update that he wanted to share about anything. Uh, about? For your administrative report. Oh, oh. Um. Uh, just a couple, just a couple things. Um, we're gonna uh, next week is the last week of the semester, so we'll be starting the second semester uh, on the uh, 18th, I believe, is what it is. So we're getting geared up for that. Kids are making some changes on their schedules and things like that. So um, the first semester has flown by uh, very quickly, which it always does. So uh, we're already talking about graduation and getting the caps and gowns <coughs> and all those things. They have been ordered. Uh, we'll be working on the uh, class motto and the class colors here uh, next week with our senior class. So we'll get that information to you as we as we get that done. So um, other than that, things are good to go with the high school. Didn't know if you wanted to share anything about your presentation. Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, how long do I have, Mr. Cruz? <laughs> Three minutes. Three oh, minutes. How long is your No. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we just got back uh, this afternoon um, from San Angelo, Texas, uh, where we presented uh, one Donald J. Huizengay uh, with his uh, class of 1943 high school diploma, and uh, it was a uh, inspiring and humbling experience. And it's a reminder to me, as a high school principal, the importance of a high school diploma. Uh, 80 years in the making of him trying to get that diploma and when we presented it to him the guy has lived 10,000 lives uh, from World War II as a veteran to raising his family to uh, 70 plus successful marriage but that diploma was the thing um, 
that evening when we got, or that afternoon when we got done with the ceremony about 2 or 2.15, um, he really wanted us to go visit him at his, at his apartment where he lives close to the VA hospital. And so Beth and I looked at each other and said we really should get on the road, but he really wanted us to visit him in his apartment. So we went. And so it was me and Beth and Donald and his daughter and her husband. And uh, so we walk in and Beth asked him the question, said, Donald, where are you gonna put your high school diploma? And if you can picture the living room, there's a recliner and then the recliner, right beyond the recliner is a TV and right next to his TV was a little, uh, kind of a curio cabinet basically or, or a bookshelf. And he said, I'm putting that diploma right in my bookshelf. That way when I watch TV, I'm gonna see my diploma that I got also. And you know, when you hear those things, and sometimes we have students who challenge us, why do I really need a high school diploma? And John made a comment, have him watch that little seven minute clip about what, what the importance of a high school diploma was to him. And um, it was very humbling uh, to be over there and uh, be, be given the opportunity to participate in that. So, um, it's, it's, a, it's an event that, that I will never ever forget. And I've had many, many wonderful experiences as a principal, uh, and this is definitely one of those. So, um, but you know, I didn't, I was, I was one person. There were so many people back here represented from the board and how you guys handled, handled approving the diploma to the teachers who had their kids write cards in the elementary, the middle school, and the high school to just parents in the area. Um, I said when I did the ceremony, I said I'm proud to be a member of ESAT County and I'm proud to be uh, a, mem a, a lifelong citizen of Iowa. And I, I am, I mean that wholeheartedly. And, uh, and you know what, Donald may live in Texas and he's Iowan through and through. He really is. He has the work ethic he's got. He, he thinks like an Iowan. <laughs> so thank you guys. Well, thank you both for making the trip and presenting that on behalf of the school. That's I know it's a long trip, so <laughs> and a quick one probably. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Any uh, just some information. The association would like to begin the negotiations process, so likely that'll be on January 19th after school. Uh, the first two meetings, so the association makes their presentation. The board has to counter. They have to be done in open meeting not a board meeting but a meeting that's posted uh, so they would share theirs and then we could counter uh, right afterwards john and i have already got an agenda set for that as a reminder for the board and jim since this is new last year we approved a three-year agreement with our association for everything but the salary piece so this year the only thing and next year the only thing that we need to discuss would be salary unless both sides mutually agree to open something else up. Uh, so we'll begin that process. I shared some information about the uh, CPI rate. You know, it's 5.96%, something like that right now. When legislation changed negotiations in Iowa, um, if it's above that, you have to settle at a minimum of 3%, and then you would be guaranteed not to lose at arbitration. <laughs> now you, you could try to settle for less, and again, if both sides agree, fine, but you wouldn't have to settle for more than 3% if somebody wanted to take it arbitration. So that's the process um, this year. Uh, then after those two first meetings, then they go into what's called an exempt meeting, and that's where just the board and the association 
sit down and we have, I think Brent and Jackie are our committee, and then they'll have a committee of teachers. Uh, the elementary guidance counselor has visited with me about having a therapy dog at the elementary next year. And it's, I'm not opposed to the idea, but I just cautioned her a little bit. There, there would be some training that has to happen with the dog. So I don't know in her request if she would come and ask the board to help support that training or she would be one who wanted to support that training. Um, and then after that training, um, the, you know, if for any reason the dog didn't meet uh, a level of being comfortable having it in the building, for instance, it barked or it nipped at somebody, then we'd have to remove the dog. Um, somebody has to be able to take care of it, of course, over the weekend, take it home at night, um, all those kinds of things with it. Um, sometimes you get into allergy concerns if somebody has allergies related to animals. Uh, most of the times you can get uh, dogs that are low risk of having allergies, but uh, she wanted to know whether or not she could come in February and present the idea. If everybody's absolutely opposed, she wasn't going to spend a lot of time with it. So I'm, I'm open to have her coming and present, but just be aware there are some issues that we would have to work through if it's something that we move forward with. Um, and then just, you know, we had that meeting at the middle school here a month or so ago, and I haven't heard any updates. I don't know if there's any more information where they are with their process on the middle school building. And so if anybody gets updates, um, I guess we could start sharing, but... You know, I you had said let's let's not wait till the end. So right. try to keep going sooner than later. I haven't heard anything from any of that group that was meeting that night. I did meet with the president from Iowa Central Community College to let him know the building might be available, and he and I, I think will meet a second time to at least we met here at the high school, and he would like to meet at the middle school the next time just to look at the building. They have no interest at this point of purchasing a building, but they might be willing to utilize some space for some college-type offerings or a regional area. Uh, but again, they don't want to buy another building. Um, so we, I can see where that will go. And, and like I said, we met right before Christmas, so we'll see here in the next couple of weeks whether or not we can schedule another meeting. That's all I have unless there are questions. Do we need to follow up with anybody on that committee? I mean, would you like somebody Wouldn't to do that? We talk to Bruce, don't you think? Sometimes if somebody sees Bruce, he'd be the head. Are you going to talk to Bruce, or he'd probably be the one about that meeting you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he'd like to be there, at least be around, be notified of it at least. Yeah. John and I can get a hold of Bruce here if we can, if not tomorrow, next okay. week. All right, we will move on to action items. Uh, first up are the consent items. I don't know if there's any questions or comments from John, Jeff, or any of the board members on those. I don't have any. Any questions from anybody on those items? <clears throat> if not, I would entertain a motion to approve the consent items. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the consent items. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up are the board policies uh, related to COVID-19. Okay, so 
Last month, as you recall, I think it was, might have been either the night of the board meeting or right before we'd received some information that OSHA had made some rulings related to vaccinations. And then, and we talked, we may have to have a special meeting. Well, then there was a stay that was passed by some court process. And then I think it was the sixth district court, I don't know the terminology, but overturned that stay, so to speak put us on a delayed timeline that by January 10th, districts have to have a policy in place for vaccinations. I shouldn't say districts. Employers with over 100 employees have to have a policy in place for vaccinations. And so January 10th, the course is coming up on Monday. Uh, I've invited Jackie. So as we review these policies, um, she and I have, have visited, uh, we've talked to some lady uh, just about where would you find vaccines and what would be some protocols with that. Then the other piece of this is that Friday, tomorrow, the Supreme Court is supposed to review this and it's anybody's guess, but they could make some kind of ruling as early as Friday or this weekend even about, I'm just going to say, the, the validity of OSHA being able to do this. And so we're in a bit of a quandary. Right now we're under that sixth district court that says by January 10th you should have something. OSHA has the right to have um, fines. Uh, if policies are not in place. If something does not change by February 9th, as I read the, the information, you would have to have in place, um, people would have to identify whether or not they've been vaccinated, so some kind of proof for that. And also within these policies, there are examples of exemptions, a religious exemption or a medical exemption. Um, that employees could uh, request. And then finally, um, you know, the payment of those vaccines. By the policy, unless the board would change, it is the employee's responsibility to pay to be vaccinated. And then as we explained... Tested. 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 Yeah. tested. I mean, I'm sorry, tested. So, it was interesting. On Tuesday, I had a superintendent's meeting and there was an attorney who just um, gave an overview of this process. In her opinion, the federal court trumps state things. So you've got a federal law ruling. Iowa has filed a suit against the federal court with 22 states I think we're a part of. Um, Iowa is an OSHA state, which apparently complicates it a little bit. And I've also heard that I was trying to figure out how do you, maybe you don't want to be an OSHA state, so I don't even know what that means. Um, so in your packet, the first thing is there's the employee vaccination, vaccination testing for COVID-19. And those dates were the original dates of December 6th and January 4th. Iowa Association School Board said do not change dates in here. OSHA has made the, the changes to January 10th and February 9th. 
So we do not. So I did not change any dates for that reason. Some of the information in here, then, um, you also have a regulation. So after the policy, there are regulations. So first of all, one regulation is, again, the, the proof of vaccination status. So there are a few ways that people can provide proof to you. We would have to keep a record-keeping system here in the office of who's vaccinated and not vaccinated. Beginning on January 4th, Employees who are not fully vaccinated must submit proof of negative COVID test results every seven days. Um, document, documentation of negative test results must be provided to the district no later than seven than every seven days. And the only few people that could get an exemption of that as far as not even having to worry about this, if you totally work outside, then you would not have to do the testing or if you worked remotely from home, you wouldn't have to do this. This is where Jackie and I visited, because who will do the testing? I think, and Jackie, please speak in, but we, I feel that it's possible that Jackie could monitor the test if an employee had some kind of a um, test that they purchased and if they took it in front of Jackie based on the conversation that we had with the University of Iowa the hygienic laboratory, hygienic laboratory hygienic yesterday laboratory. as long as she just monitored it but she couldn't give advice one way or other to the results if we wanted to have somebody at the school do the testing then there was a process and she would know the the verbiage, but that you would have to have a certification. There's a feed for that certification. Um, and to date, nobody down there had requested that from a school anyway. Right. And so I'll let you maybe fill in a little more of those so, details. So um, basically, she, she said that it would be like the home tests or the over-the-counter tests. An employee could do one of those tests. They could you know, swab their own nose, perform the test themselves, and read the results themselves, and then somebody just has to witness the results. Um, not, you know, it's not like they're just writing it from home, sending it in from home, nobody's witnessed it. I cannot swab their nose, I cannot do any part of the test, because if I'm proctoring the test or interpreting results, we have to be CLIA certified, which is like a laboratory certified, and we are not CLIA certified. So that would be a federal process that we would have to begin in order to do that. OK. An employee who has had a positive COVID-19 test, so you were positive and you went to a doctor and they gave you results, again, the way I read this, then you are waived, basically, for 90 days from having to do the testing. If you have new employees, we again would have to have procedures in place to make sure that in seven days, this also covers substitutes. So anyone who would sub would fall under this policy. The district is to grant leave up to four hours for people who want to get uh, the vaccine. And if they become sick, additional time. 
And I talked already about the employees who could be excluded. Another reporting requirement of this policy is each work-related COVID-19 fatality within eight hours of the employer learning about the fatality, we are supposed to report that to OSHA. Also, if we learn about a hospitalization within 24 hours, again, if we learn about it, we're, we are to report that to OSHA within 24 hours. There's the policy where people can provide status. Then there are the, the two exemptions, a medical accommodation and a religious accommodation exemption. Um, based on what I learned or heard from Iowa Association of School Boards um, yesterday, you provide those at this point in Iowa, I don't think they're re mandating that you would have a doctor sign off, okay? So if you want to admit it, you would fill out the form, but you would not necessarily need to go to a doctor yet. OSHA might disagree with that. I'm just telling you what Iowa has provided as far as some updates. Same way with the religious one. You would not necessarily have to have a minister or preacher or priest sign off on that. You would fill out the form requesting. And this is where I was not under the understanding until that meeting on Tuesday. So tonight, you're approved, you would approve the policy, but those exemptions, as I understand them, a person could request an exemption from the vaccine, the testing, and the mask mandate by filling out either the medical or religious exemption if they chose. So the exemption gets you out of testing as well? That says I understand it. Who approves the exemptions? They come to the office and we receive them. So it's you know, internal? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, therefore, if this, so my opinion has changed a little bit on the paying of those. If people can apply for an exemption, I don't know that the district needs to pay for the, the testing. They have an option to apply. If they want to get tested, they have that as an option also. Then I feel that then they would be obligated to pay for the testing. So that's a little different than what I talked last month. Yeah, I mean, so the antigen tests, what are they, about 22 bucks for a two-pack? If you can ones? find them right now, um, they're $14. When I bought mine, it was $14 for two at Walmart. I heard that they were going to go up. I don't know if they have. Do we have a way to procure a stock of those in case? I mean, I know they limit quantities you can order online pretty heavily. Just just to have them on hand, and, and even, even if it's a reimbursement type of situation, just to facilitate the ease of it. Mm -hmm. Also, as I understand it, let's say they there are some, maybe you don't get results back right away. Once they're tested, and, and maybe there are some places where it takes a day or two to find the results. A person could, as long as they've done the testing, they could work, but then if a positive result will come back, then they'd have to discontinue work. 
So am I summarizing? And again, Jackie's here to help try to address questions. I know you're dealing it within your own organization because you probably fall with more than 100 employees. Maybe some of you else are falling with it. So I'm very much open to interpretation. Um, and uh, you know, normally I would not spend this much time on policy, but this is one that's um, very much up in the air, a little bit muddy. Because, as you know, on the agenda, the next motion would be to rescind this if it gets overturned for some reason. So maybe just to clarify to make sure, the policy that we're going off of and, the, and copy was provided by the Iowa Association yes. of School Boards. There's been no major changes. From what I could see, I kind of went back and forth from the template. So we're going with kind of the standard that probably the majority of the state Yes. starting from or making minor adjustments. Is yes. Okay. And my opinion is Iowa Association School Boards, they have legal right. advice, so they're trying to create a policy um, using their legal know-how. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I, I will go back. It's a little complicated because you have, I, I think Iowa has made a stance that they disagree with this, legislatively anyway. Mm -hmm. I even think there's been legislation proposed already about some of this kind of stuff. And then you have the, the federal OSHA stuff. And then you have the Supreme Court involved of whether or not it's even legal. I guess my point was is just saying that, you know, this was drafted by the attorneys that represent yes. school, boards. school boards. And so it's not something that anybody came up with that standard kind of follows the OSHA guidelines, which I think is important in, you know, doing the due diligence to make sure that we follow the OSHA guidelines. So I guess I just wanted to make sure that was discussed too. I, that wasn't covered in, in that. But does anybody have questions or? Yeah, I'd like to, <clears throat> I have a statement I'd like to say about this. Data has clearly showed that the vaccines do not stop the spread of COVID-19. It also doesn't protect you from getting COVID-19. Why? Let me say my statement. There is no good reason for these mandates. This is tyranny. I just finished a book called Survivor's Club. This, is a book, this book is a true story about one of the last few living people that survived Auschwitz. I suggest that you all should read this book. You're saying vaccines are people Let me Auschwitz? speak. Let me speak. Jesus. One of the things I learned from this book is that you? you need to cherish and protect your rights and freedoms. I cannot support tyranny. This is not and I hope you will not either. You are Thank an investment you. to this community. This is not like Auschwitz. Curtis, Curtis, this is the Curtis, board meeting. I need to ask you to, to refrain from speaking while he finishes talking. Okay. So again, I can't support tyranny, and I hope you will not either. Thank you. Jeff, the IASB told us not to change dates, right? Mm-hmm. So do we know if this is approved and then the courts don't overturn it or whatever, what are the new dates for? Well, I think, it, again, for me, you have to have the policy in place by the 10th. Okay. Um, I'm going to go on that February 9th was the day of full implementation. So that means for me, between January 10th and February, we would have to start getting proof of who's vaccinated, not vaccinated, hand out the exemptions, 
And if people wants to turn in an exemption, they would have the right to do that. And so that would be our process. Now, as a practical note, I asked the staff just some information about a couple simple survey questions. You know, if people were vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, and it's, I did not have 100%, but we had close to 100 people um, just fill that out. And we have, based on that, we have about 75% who indicated they are vaccinated. And if I and again with Jackie, as I understand the vaccination means you either took the one or two doses. Does it not necessarily mean the boosters? But they did the vaccine. Right, just the initial yes. two dose series if it was a two dose or the Johnson and Johnson one dose. And so we have about seventy six percent who indicated that they had done that and twenty four percent had not. I guess oh I was going to say, if we don't approve this, what are the implications for us as a district then? I think OSHA potentially could fine us. Um, that's, that's the concern. And so, and then also if you're not following the rules, and, that, and that's a little bit of the quandary. So you got the federal and the state, and the state doesn't really, you know, bind all this as far as some of their, based on what I understand. So you are potential for an employee who doesn't do it means that there's the up to uh, like 13,000 employees, if I remember right, or 130 some thousand dollar fine promotion. I guess at this point, I, I just jump in and say that you know, I think opinions aside on wherever anybody stands on this, this is a law and a requirement that we need to follow. And I guess to me, we don't have much of a choice on this because it is the government issued mandate right now that we implement a policy. And so. So I can clarify, is this a law or a mandate? I think there's a Isn't there a difference? Well, it's a ruling from OSHA, so I don't know how. Well, I don't. Okay. Terminology aside, however you want to call that, I mean, basically, we're being instructed if you're over 100 employees that this is the process we need to follow, that we need to have a policy. And so I guess I feel like it's, I mean, we're going to violate a federal, I mean, it's a federal rule of some sort from OSHA, whatever you want to call it, law, law whatever. Um, but we have to implement something. I, I, can't, I can't sit here and say that we should put the district at risk um, for all of these fines. I mean, that's a legitimate thing that's been listed out there. So... I guess that's just my viewpoint that we need to move forward with approving something to show our due diligence of working through this process. And no matter, it's in the Supreme Court's hands at this point, um, and we will see what they say. That's where I guess I stand. Yeah, I, I think with what you've described on the uh, on the exemption part of this makes it easier to 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 move forward with this. I and mean, definitely understand your opinions. Mine aren't too far off, um, but I think moving forward for the financial well-being is, is a smart thing to do, uh, given what you've explained to us tonight. Jackie, is there any other information as far as from you that we missed in our conversation that should be shared? Not that I can think of right off the top of hand. One question I did have, um, and this just came from a person in the community. They asked me what 
I don't know. Um, but um, if they test negative and they test each week, is it mandated? It's, is it part of the ruling that they have to be masked? Or why do they have to wear a mask that whole, if you're not If you're um, not vaccinated? vaccinated? But you test negative. But you test negative? Mm -hmm. I, do you have to? I don't know that you have to wear a mask, do you? If, if you apply for the exemption, you wouldn't have to. Okay. So a person Wait, could say they're willing to be tested, but they don't want to wear the mask, mm -hmm. again, is I, mm -hmm. how I understand the exemption. Okay. Now, why that? It, I don't know. I guess I'm just looking at the kind of like a billboard of, oh, that person's not vaccinated compared. Mm -hmm. And you know how people, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very hard topic for mm -hmm. a lot of people. So and I just didn't know if that was something that we could change as a district or if that was part of the mandate. It could be because you can still spread the virus before you're kind of what I was thinking positive, too. You know, like 48 hours prior. Mm -hmm. So maybe it could prevent some of that spread. Okay. It was part of the OSHA mandate just from okay. my research. Okay. The, okay. the face covering was part okay. of that. Um, I just again, they did clarify a lot of details on. Yeah, we just had talked mostly about the vaccine and the testing process, so that's why I wasn't. Yeah, well, and I was kind of waiting for the mask part, and I was like, well, okay, I'm going to, just because someone in the community asked, and I said, that's a very good question. Like, they're not, they're not vaccinated, they're fine with that, but they're, they're fine getting tested. Well, why do I have to wear a mask all day if I tested negative? So I just thought, well, I'll definitely ask. Uh, uh somewhat related to this so the cdc keeps changing guidelines so jackie and i talked about this also so if you have covid i think you're supposed to be out 10 days under the old guidelines if you're positive and then symptom free you can come back well now after five days you could come back but then you're you have to wear a mask so we talked within ourselves if somebody did want to come back after five days as a staff member mm -hmm. They would have to wear the mask at that point for five more days, or they're going to have to sit out the ten days if they wouldn't want to come back. Now, with students, see there again, as I understand it, there's a, not a mask. You can't require masks for students. So I think it's it's probably safer to say, all right, if you feel that way, then you should stay out the ten days mm -hmm. if you're not willing to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, so as those rules change, also. It requires us to at least have conversations. How might we handle that as a district? I mean, I I'm, I'm in the same. I mean, everyone has their, their opinions. Everyone will have their opinions, but I do feel like for the district, we need to have some kind of thing put in place and follow the guidelines and stuff. So what you would be approving is a vaccination policy and then the other forms include the regulations and the exemptions that have been provided to us by ISB. And at this point, I don't feel, again, based on guidance from, uh, that I've received, that they need to have a doctor or a minister sign off on that. Now, that could change down the road if this continues to play out. OSHA say, nope, that's not good enough. You have to have a medical person sign off on it. Or you have to have uh, somebody, a religious. And based on that information on Tuesday, a lot of the religious ones have been not validated. They haven't been upheld. 
do they have to, like when people go to school and you know you sign up and you give them your vaccine, and I know there's some people in this world that. Right now they have to be notarized just by okay. like a notary. Um, like the current religious yes, like, waivers. Like all the other vaccines pulled on. Here it doesn't list that, so okay. I, I'm thinking not, but. But again, those are approved internally. Yes. So. Yep. My opinion, that's still an individual choice. So if you choose to vac be vaccinated, um, that's your choice. If you've chosen not to be vaccinated, I don't need to go tell everybody who's been vaccinated and not vaccinated. That's their choice. I think that's even what some of the legislation is in Iowa right now of not being able to ask questions of are you are not vaccinated when you go places. I guess that's kind of my reason and why they have to wear a mask because they're gonna people are gonna know mm -hmm. if you're wearing a mask to school that oh you're not vaccinated so it's kind of like a billboard on the forehead. Thought the, some so of the same. Just, I can see it now. Yeah. Is there any further discussion, questions, information from Jackie, Jeff, anybody? So the recommendation is to approve for policy 403.7 through 403.7 E3, and that includes those regulations and the exemption forms that I talked about. So moved. I'll second. Motion and a second to approve board policies 403.7 through 403.7 E3, the COVID-19 policies. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries, four to one. Okay, the next agenda item is to rescind board policies 403.7 through 403.7 E3 if law, Supreme Court overturns uh, those uh, rulings by OSHA. I'll make that motion. I'll second that. Motion and a second to rescind the board policies if overturned by the Supreme Court. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, moving on. Uh, personnel, it looks like we have one contract to approve. I just received oh. a resignation Sorry. tonight from Greg. Uh, Gray would like to resign golf pending finding it would be pending finding a suitable replacement this spring um, because uh, I think he's doing some administrative coursework uh, so I would recommend approval of that but with the stipulation it would be if we can find a suitable replacement and then you have one associate contract Greg you scared me I thought you were resigning <laughs> off the <together. laughs> Concerns on those? Otherwise, I'll entertain a motion. Second. Motion and a second to approve the resignation and contract as described. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. As administration, uh, you know, we'd approved an early retirement offering the last couple of years, and I communicated that I do not recommend that we would do that again this year. I don't think it's good practice to do that annually. The board should use that when the board needs to use it as a management tool. But I would like you to at least consider 
if an employee knows they're going to retire or leave, I'm talking teachers, leave for whatever reason, the sooner that we know, the better chance we have at finding replacements. So would you consider, we've offered lots of bonuses anymore, but would you consider a bonus of some type for somebody, and we could put some stipulations like by, by the end of February or the end of March, you know, if they let us know by February, it'd be this amount, and the end of March, this amount. So we could get on as soon as possible trying to replace those positions. And so um, John and I visited, would we just make it a flat dollar amount? And again, again I put some dates, $500 if they let us know by the first date that we pick, maybe 250 by the second date, or another option would be um, maybe pay some kind of a stipend for related to their unused sick days if you wanted to do something like that. Um, if an employee would be over 55, I do believe you could pay that out of management fund um, because that's only can be used for employees who are 55 or older. But any employee who was less than 55, we had to pay that out of the general fund. So I'm open to your thoughts. Um, when would you pay the money at the end of their contract? Yeah. Would you make it? <clears throat> what happens if somebody says, yeah, I'm going to quit, and then has a change of heart? Well, we could, you know, we'd have to rehire them back. So at that point, would you reduce their salary by what you? Well, you spent money, time, and effort to advertise. Mm -hmm. I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to recoup it. I think the risk of that is relatively I low. Too. It's probably low, I do but, too, but yeah. to make sure you don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many surprise true retirements do we have? I mean, where somebody's truly retiring and not leaving for another job that we don't know about ahead of, ahead of time? Mm, well, the thing is they don't have to let us know until contracts are due. And so if you, if you don't know for sure, and let's say we didn't get done with negotiations till April sometime, and now it's May before, because they have three weeks after the board approves them to turn in contracts. And that's way too late in my mind to wait till May. Uh, so if I understand your question, I, I am aware possibly of a couple of teachers who are thinking about retiring, but they don't have to let us know. This would be a way to encourage them to let us know sooner than later. No, I totally hear what you're asking. I, I, my hope would be that if, if somebody's planning on retiring, they, they give you plenty of lead time. I mean, Some people will. Many don't, though, I take it. Some don't. You know, maybe they felt like the, the district burned them for some reason, so, but many people would. What dollar amounts again were you saying? Well, I was thinking if you picked an earlier date, maybe 500 for kind of like we stair-stepped those uh, signing bonuses, and then a little later date, 250, or else we could do based on uh, their uh, unused sick days. Either I think way. it's easier if you just say it's 500 if they let us know by this date, 250 by this yeah. date. I, I agree with that. And you're not going to be talking a lot of money every year. Hopefully. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this is in place for this year if you want to do it next year then we don't reapprove it this would go for people though younger teachers that are just choosing to leave for another opportunity it could mm -hmm. so this is a, to motivation them to stay correct this is a motivation for them if they know they're leaving to tell us sooner than later 
No, it's not necessarily to stay. It's about we just need the communication so we can get out there and try to find teachers. Because normally if we offer the early incentive or the early retirement, that's we, we know that ahead of time, mm -hmm. kind of along the same issue. So that's why in the past we haven't talked about this because we actually had that early retirement package in place. So that generated people to respond very quickly, especially if we only had a limited number of spots available. So well, that's how we generate to be posted so when like the graduates they can see what jobs are out there um, we don't want to wait till May a lot of kids are already have jobs a lot of teachers um, a lot of other contracts are already signed and then you start yeah it's I, I wouldn't be in favor of the February 15th anymore with um, hiring there is no such thing as a surplus of teachers in any field mm -hmm. elementary middle school high school math science PE you name it and the sooner you can get on Get, get the word out, mm -hmm. the better your chance of getting at least a pool of candidates mm -hmm. as opposed to being regulated to one candidate that may not be up to the standards of ESAC County. And, and, we, and that's always a possibility. So the sooner we can know and get on this, the better our chances for the betterment of our kids. Are there any concerns with the dedicated staff that they might be a little annoyed that they get something for actually leaving compared to the you know teachers that stay year after year possibly but one of the things we have put in place mark is in this three-year agreement uh, well it's outside the agreement if our unspent balance grows that we would give them a bonus a certain percentage of that growth of the unspent balance so last year for example Teachers in the district, if they sign their contract within seven days, if I remember correctly, they received about $250 at Christmas time. The, the unspent balance last year grew around $150,000. This, or two years ago. So now last year it grew approximately $400,000. So if we would use the same type of calculation at Christmas again, people would receive about a $750 bonus. So that's more of the retention bonus that we've used. Um, it's been based off of what's been happening to our unspent balance. Um, and as long as it's been growing, we've been willing to share some of that back with the association. And then the board did approve um, about 50% of that number for classified staff last year. I make a motion we um, we make a motion that we uh, um, provide a stipend for employees that uh, by February fifth or let the district know by a specific time that they're leaving. So, do you want it like the five hundred and the two fifty for yes. those dates? Yep. Is that what you're looking for? Okay. Yes. So, how that reads is. By February 15th, $500, and by March 15th, $250, just for everybody. Is that your motion? Yes. Second. Motion and a second. All of those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? <coughs> motion carries. So, board reports. Um, I didn't, I knew this meeting wouldn't take a whole lot of time, but just as you think about uh, future agenda items. 
Um, Jim, uh, at that soup meeting, there's going to be a new board workshop. I believe it's February 22nd in my bulletin that I'll send out. It'll have the date, but in Pocahontas, if you're interested in the evening. But it could also be for, because with COVID, we haven't had lots of opportunities. You guys could sign up also if you wanted to go to that. So there's an opportunity to do some orientation. But one of the things that I thought maybe we could spend just a few minutes on would be Jim and John and I met and kind of just, what is my role as a new board member and how do I handle certain situations would be some, if Jim had some questions, what advice would you offer as board members to Jim um, about his role uh, just to have a, you know, a five or ten minute discussion about how do we make sure we're a, a good working board group. Um, and maybe you have some questions. One of the things that I learned from Jim, one of his goals is how do we recruit and retain quality staff here. And so any ideas that we can continue to develop that, I think that's one of the reasons you got on the board. Do you have some thoughts on that? Just out of curiosity on things that we should be. I, I'm just. <laughs> wow, not to put me on the spot. Yeah. Put you on the spot, but no, I mean, that's your goal. Like, yeah, have you so. About that? I think what we just did was a nice step there to, to try to get ahead of the situation. I mean, I think what Kevin said was, was spot on, and I think it's something that we all know. Getting out in front of situations puts you in a better spot than, than playing catch up, right? Um, but part of this process for me is obviously learning. You know, what are things that we need to do to recruit and, and more importantly, I think, retain teachers. Um, and so we talked about stuff like exit interviews, which you guys, we do do at this point, but just more engagement with the staff and understanding, you know, what, what it keep, takes to keep them here is, is kind of what I'm interested in. And, and I think, you know, as we move through this, it's, it's something we need to focus on as a board, and as a group. But, I mean, any educational experience that we have, I'm, I'm game for because I'm not, not here just to sit here. <laughs> right. So they've got, do you have any just thoughts or questions or any advice from board members for Jim or do you have any questions just about your role? No. 18 year veteran over here. I guess my advice has always been the same. It, <clears throat> there's lots of good things you can do. Some of them cost money. Some of them don't. Um, seems like anything you try and do to and obviously improve teacher pay cost the district money um, some of these other things might save you money or at least get quality teachers so it's always a trade-off of how much you can spend and what you want to spend you know um, I think everybody knows that here but it's something you have to stay focused on I've been on boards that were uh, more willing to spend get you in financial trouble and then you're you're behind in two ways. Uh, you might not have the staff you want and you don't have the money to go get different ones or to keep the ones that you do want. So money's always the biggest thing with me, I guess. Um, maybe it shouldn't be, but if you don't have money, you don't have a district. I guess my piece of advice or what I guess I've learned over the time is a lot of times you get a lot of parents reaching out about concerns that are happening. and. I guess I've learned, you know, you usually listen first, and then the first question is usually, who have you talked to about this before? And if they haven't said somebody else and they're coming to me first, then I will advise them to talk to at least somebody else on the team. Um, and my follow-up is, is if you don't get a response from them, then you can call me back. Um, 
and usually I'll try and provide some insight if, if I let them know what's coming, but um, a lot of times people just want to vent, and sometimes that's what it is, um, and there's sometimes things that need to be followed up on. Um, but that would be my biggest, probably, piece of advice, is to make sure that chain happens, because if something gets involved too early, which it's easy to do, but it, that's what the board's job is, is to kind of oversee that. So if we can try and maintain those lines, um, hopefully that helps everybody else involved. Mm -hmm. It's not always what the person wants to hear, I will tell you that. Um, it's rarely what the person wants to hear. Rarely what they want to hear. Rarely what they want to hear. But, they, want, they want to fix right now. And yes. that is good advice. It has happened a lot of times over 18, 19 years. So, um, Just be prepared. Yeah, it, it happens. I would agree with Jackie. I just being new on the board, that was one thing that yeah, I've gotten a lot of that people come to me and but I haven't had any issues and they go to where they need to go or who they need to talk to, I guess. It's kind of with their like who do I talk to about this issue? So, and I think it helps if you listen. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times they just want to vent. So I'll let them listen and I've done similar things that Jackie's done. I, but it helps just to listen to them. What a good Otherwise, we are clear till February 21. I will get follow-up on this trip, whether or not if okay. it's by Suburbans that, and it was only a bus rule, we may not have to. I, if think, we, it's, I think it's Vans, because she asked me to drive one, so. But I mean, if the, we have to have the board approve oh, it if okay. it's Vans. So if we do, we might have to have a special telephone meeting just to approve that. I don't think it has to be in person to do that. And if it's okay that the board um, it was on the agenda and the board's aware of it and if that's okay I'll let you know that too and we don't have to do anything further. Just a quick question on the 21st. Um, I, I think that's parent-teacher conference day. Is that a problem if we're in here? Or I can't remember. Do you have conferences here? Um, or in the rooms? You know what? No, we should be fine. No, we'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was just looking at that we have parent-teacher conference on that Monday but we should be okay. All right. If there's nothing else, I'd entertain a motion to adjourn. I'll make a motion. Second. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Aye.